Now breathe in and out. One, two, three, breathe, breathe, breathe. and welcome to another episode of Stoned and Social. This is the podcast where we get stoned and then we get social. I'm your host Nat and with me today I have a special guest, a fellow podcaster. You guys probably remember Marley. Welcome back to the show Marley. A, a, a fellow family member. Fellow like family, that. exactly. We've, we've been through some shit, haven't we? Yeah, we went through quite a bit of shit. <laughs> in fact, involving Fast and Furious with Faded and Furious. But Nat, thanks for having me back. Yeah, of course. Always a pleasure. Why don't you tell some of our new Sternalites who are listening about who you are, what you do. You you do a little bit of everything. You like being around the mix, around the web, don't you? Yeah, I'm kind of the jack of all trades. Mm-hmm. Like podcaster youtuber tiktoker i basically kind of like i'm in every corner of like social media which uh my my uh username is marley loves film where i just talk about film as much as Mm -hmm. i can (laughs) like i'm on twitch i'm on tiktok instagram and letterbox just marley loves film pretty much everywhere and uh i just love film and uh come talk about it with me so nice nice and that's kind of what we're gonna do today but before we get into that marley you broke your tea break to hang out on the podcast today didn't you know what for movies and for for my favorite podcast on the internet i had to break the tea break appreciate it yeah Um, what was worth breaking it with oh well i'm actually just puffing on uh papa's herb it's mm-hmm. called Forbidden Fruit. It's just a cartridge, and uh, okay. that's a indica strain. Nice, so, nice. Probably one of my favorite strains to smoke when I'm just gonna chill out with with a bit with a movie, like at the theater or just like sitting at and home. streaming. Yeah. Okay. That's very nice. That's very nice. I am also on a vape today. I'm hitting up one of the labs concentrates. I on 24 karat gold punch. Um, and I'm liking this one. This one's a sleepy one. It's an indica one. Um, you guys know I don't normally get into the vapes, but this one has a really sweet taste. I'm, I'm, I think this is my vape summer. Yeah, I think I'm, that's kind of like before I went on the tea break. That's pretty much all I like smoke mm-hmm. my uh, smoke with. But like, I think definitely this is like a vape summer too, especially yeah. since it's been so hot here oh in my California. God, it's so hot here <laughs> in DC as well. Oh my gosh. It feels like someone is just opening their mouth and breathing all of their disgusting hot breath on your neck whenever you go out here exactly and oh. that just does not make me want to like hit a lighter just nope. like light up nope. a lighter just make it super easy just get me stoned and just get me stoned yep. yep stoned and chilled 
<laughs> that's right. That's right. And it's great because you were talking about you love talking about films. You love entertainment. And so this episode, we're going to be talking about summer movie hits because as the weather gets hotter, I think the movies always seem to be getting a little bit cooler. And this is going to be a list of some anticipated movies. We have some that include um, existential superheroes, killer animals. There's horror things. There's a lot of good movies coming up this summer. And I know we're going to we're going to talk about the return of the Tom Cruise blockbuster. And so whether you're heading to an air conditioner movie theater in the weeks between Memorial Day and Labor Day or like Marley was saying, relaxing in the comfort of your home, we're going to tell you about some films that you might want to keep your eye out for this summer. And Marley, you've curated uh, the beginnings of this list. So let's start with let's start with Tom Cruise, because I think it was kind of a surprise that uh, he was back. Oh, it's it's definitely a surprise uh, from just if you're on film Twitter or anything like that. Like mm-hmm. a lot of people were saying that, like, we're, we're kind of we're, I, I participate in like a, a summer movie wager type thing where we basically just rank like uh, our, the top grossing movies for that summer. Mm-hmm. And, and we just make predictions, just kind of dumb predictions. And <laughs> I remember there was one person like that ranked top gun maverick at number three and he got mm-hmm. laughed off of film twitter <gasps> and now <laughs> not like in the most lovable way yeah but, but it's <laughs> it's super funny now with top gun maverick being the number one movie this summer and he's he's actually kind of kicking himself because he should have put it higher and stuff like that but top gun maverick is just i've seen it three times already wow <laughs> and it's especially for like a movie that you just kind of want to just zone out to Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. i'm sure a lot of your listeners are doing that a lot in like the theater (laughs) (laughs) like top gun maverick is just such a blast like just yeah to just kind of just chill out to and just like have a great time like i know tom cruise is kind of infamous especially with mm-hmm. we won't get into it <laughs> and i know a lot of people probably don't feel all that comfortable like supporting a film like that but mm. i think top gun maverick is still like such a great time because for one you don't even have to um, like appreciate like the first film or even see the first film it kind of just jumps you uh, drops you like right in there and just just a great summer blockbuster I I'm going to admit right here I have never seen Top Gun the original and so it just never interested me I thought maybe I had missed the chance cuz it's from 86 and I was I was but a babe and so I didn't see it I had no interest in seeing this at all but I've heard nothing but good things and what there's Val Kilmer's in it Jennifer Conley John Hamm is in this right Mhm Val Kilmer probably giving one of the more like very touching moments mm-hmm, mm-hmm. between Tom Cruise and Val Kilmer because if that what pe- if people aren't familiar Val Kilmer has survived throat cancer yeah I, like I'm not sure if multiple times but he survived it mm-hmm. and basically destroyed like his vocal cords and he couldn't like really talk like uh, like in any of his movies yeah and, th- and uh just to see him on screen and have like, there's a moment between Tom Cruise's character and Val Kilmer's character where they basically spoil it. Well, I guess spoilers for Top Gun Maverick. Spoiler uh, alert. Uh, 
where they basically have like this kind of heart to heart moment mm-hmm. and they and they hug it out and like seeing it, it was almost kind of like a nice little conclusion between oh, okay. like the characters in the movie and a char- and the characters within uh like within our own reality if you know what i mean oh, yeah, yeah yeah like the people themselves the actors mm-hmm. i um again i i've heard nothing but good things and i know as we record this right now it's grossed over 1.3 billion dollars worldwide and so it's the highest grossing film so far this year and it's the second film released during the covid19 pandemic to gross 1 billion dollars and this is also the highest grossing film of tom cruise's career yeah uh and i know like i said at the beginning like a lot of people weren't really uh expecting this to be like super successful but mm-hmm. i was always like i didn't say it was going to i didn't think it was going to be a number 1 movie but i always thought it was going to be at least top 5 just mm. because if you think about it top gun maverick is nostalgia. kind of like it, it's it's nostalgia but it's also very just it it appeals to everyone like it appeals to the 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 older crowd that w- has always gone to the movies and, and or uh, the elderly crowd just because mm-hmm, they remember mm-hmm. the 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 original Top Gun or it's since it's kind of pro military they kind of I don't I'm trying to say it in a way that doesn't put down any of those people but mm-hmm, it's just like mm-hmm. it's very nostalgic for the for that crowd but it's sure. also or like a really well shot action film so like millennials and like gen z or could uh could really uh appeal to, to that to that side of the film so it like it just appeals to everyone so that's why i put it on on this list so yeah i think and i think i mean obviously the sales sort of reflect that because tons of people are going to see this and i know it premiered at cinecon but what I was really interested in is I had heard that the film was shot using IMAX certified 6K full frame cameras. Mm-hmm. And oh, so far, all the things I've seen, those cameras look amazing. And it, it the film looks amazing. But I think the even more impressive thing it, going into more to- on how it was shot is mm-hmm. just the way Tom Cruise just shoots like any movie. It, like it doesn't like like the Mission Impossible films are are very famous for doing this too it's just tom cruise wants to do everything like Mm -hmm. realistic he wants to do everything realistic so they actually like shot like thirty thousand feet in the air Mm -hmm. in these in these f-14 f-14 jets which like i i I remember seeing like the interviews like leading up to this movie like one of the one of the actors like like when they were on the ground like he was like throwing up because oh yeah he couldn't get through a scene, but <laughs> I couldn't, but I think the most impressive thing about like Top Gun and like in that perspective is the, is Joseph Kaczynski, the director of Top Gun Maverick. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine him setting up all these actors and basically like shoot like an entire film for that, for that day. And you have yeah. no idea what's going on up there. It's like, yeah, are they getting all yeah. the shots and stuff like that? <laughs> it's just like. But that's it's just so impressive that it is it is and I know it, to create that illusion, um, they the producers paid the Navy like about twelve thousand dollars per hour for that uh, FA eighteen E single seat and so mm-hmm. 
that's i mean and it must have paid off like if you even if the casual viewer is able to notice it and you were talking about him doing all his things i read that tom cruise also had like a a boot camp a three-month boot camp to train the actors with flying roles to get them used to the aerobatics of those high g forces that you were talking about so you need that spatial awareness yeah for sure and i think tom cruise just saw the original top gun and was just Mm. like hey we gotta we we can't do this anymore (laughs) because if (laughs) if you're if you're familiar with the with the original top gun it's it compared to the film now it's Mm -hmm. like almost laughably bad oh yeah i mean well it's come so long we've got 1986 we've got 2022 and so i mean they had they had more than 800 hours of footage for this film Mm -hmm. and so it's that exceeds the combined footage shot for the films of the lord of the rings trilogy so they just went nuts with it and i heard that like the the experience in the theater felt really real that it felt like you were in the cockpit with them yeah it i i I can i echo that sentiment like so much just because and and i think that's also probably going to do this movie a disservice Mm because when it uh, does eventually hit streaming and or blu-ray i don't think it's going to hit like kind of the same way so Ah, like that's in the theater one yeah that that's like another thing like tom cruise was kind of like a big big advocate like before this movie came out because paramount was like saying oh we should put it on streaming because uh Fuck because no. of because of the COVID-19 <laughs> pan- pandemic and like Tom Cruise ex- said I think he said those words exactly it was like yeah. we're not fucking doing that yeah <laughs> no no it's cool yeah I uh I don't know this the previews for this kind of made me want to go back and watch the original I'm not sure I'm going to but how many puff puffs would you give this I think I would give it about two and a half puffs okay you don't really want to be like too too stoned and okay. too blazed just because you're it's like this film like looks so realistic especially when you're in those cockpits yeah. depending on who you are you you might have a pretty bad time but <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah i can see that yeah. now the one of the other movies on your list that i saw is one that everyone was talking about i still haven't seen it i still want to see it i want to see it very stoned but i haven't seen it yet everything everywhere all at once tell us about this absurdist comedy drama so this isn't technically a summer movie but Mm. i've seen this film about eight times like like so it's basically a summer movie for me mm-hmm. this film is just an, a delight is a it's such a delight um it's basically it's it's a film directed by the daniels mm-hmm. uh daniel kwan and daniel uh uh shinehart uh-huh. shinehart yeah mm-hmm. and uh it stars michelle yo and it's a multiverse movie where basically michelle yo is trying to reconnect with her uh with her daughter and mm-hmm. the way that they reconnect is through traveling multiverses and and vis- and seeing like what their lives would be like in other universes oh. and that's about as vague as i can probably be without spoilers <laughs> <laughs> because my, what i highly I, I highly recommend people to just go into everything everywhere at once just completely blind as much as possible mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. just have an experience because 
it really is one of my favorite experiences of the entire year. And I don't I think mean, anything can top it. So I've heard it has elements like sci-fi. I saw the martial arts. There's animations. There's black comedy, fantasy. I, I like that the New York Times said this was a swirl of genre anarchy. Mm-hmm. And, and I was like, I'm in. So a common, a common critique that I've been saying about everything ever all at once is that it lives up to its title. And mm-hmm. I feel like any any movie that lives up to its title is a great movie. Like I literally felt everything everywhere <laughs> all at once. All at once. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I like I cried. I laughed. <laughs> I like I was I, I like I felt really every emotion. But and this was originally written for Jackie Chan. I heard. Yeah, there's been a lot of things like coming out recently about like other actors that were that were kind of supposed to play mm-hmm. like like these roles. Like I I heard like the like another film that came out this year, um, Fire Island. One of the mm-hmm. actors in in that in that movie um, auditioned for the role for one of the roles in oh, okay. uh, it, for Everything Ever All at Once, but he didn't get it. Uh, but I don't know. I can't really get all worked up about like, oh, this this film was written for like another person or this person like auditioned. Yeah. Like this this is for Michelle Yeoh, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Michelle Yeoh has come out and said like multiple times that she was so like when she read the script, she was like in awe that she mm. could that she could be. It's like a role that's so diverse for her because yeah. she she knows she could be funny. She can do action sequence action sequences like if you haven't seen michelle yo as a bond girl oh like, yeah tomorrow never dies mm-hmm. so so good and crouching just, tiger hidden dragon as well yeah it's mm-hmm. such like just just to she, it she's had multiple interviews where she was talking about like uh talking about that and just seeing like the joy in her face yeah is just wonderful to see yeah. and the same the same goes for kiki kwan the mm-hmm. uh uh, he plays Waymond in the film. Uh, Michelle Yeoh's uh, er- character's uh, Evelyn's husband, mm-hmm. and Kihi oh, Kwan. Kihi Kwan has like probably one of the like more upsetting like stories. Yeah, just because he was in Indiana Jones, yeah, and basically didn't get a single role after that because all of the roles that he would read for were racist stereotypes yeah racist Asian stereotypes he was in the Goonies uh then he was also in that television show head of the class for a while um and yeah I was glad to see him acting again and out here doing something um because I I think he's a phenomenal actor I I think he's so funny Mm -hmm. and how how he delivers things is just like it's always spot on yeah uh he's one of my favorite characters in the entire movie and it's it's such a delight like i i own it like on i know you don't like saying this on the podcast but i own it on prime video <laughs> i got the we'll blu-ray coming out don't <laughs> yeah. worry i like i can't get enough of this movie and i recommend it to literally everyone because it is the best movie of 2022 at least over a hundred million dollars mm-hmm. the, the first a24 film to gross over a hundred yes. million dollars yes Yes, it was. And I saw some I saw some pretty good names on the soundtrack. Have you listened to the soundtrack? I saw Andre 3000. I saw uh, Mitsuki and Randy Newman on it as well. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've I've listened to the soundtrack. It, it, for some reason, soundtracks for movies, it's hard for me to listen mm. to them when outside like, I of listen, the movie. Yeah, outside of the movie, just because it, unless I like really like like unless it's like a Disney movie, mm-hmm. kind of hard for me to like find find time to like uh, listen to it in my daily life. I but got I, you. I will just like load up the movie and just listen to the soundtrack that way. <laughs> so, <laughs> so how many puff puffs are you giving everything everywhere all at once? I'll I'll give it <laughs> ten puff puffs out of wow a thousand, out of <laughs> out of a thousand. I need to get my pin for that. I feel like yeah, that's some puffs on that. So definitely, um, I mean, I want to see it. It's on my list. I'm gonna see it. I just. When I find the time, I'm going to... I don't like watching movies when I know it's not going to have my full attention. And this one, I know, needs my full stoner attention. Yeah, it's it definitely, like, just just, just have a great time. Go in yeah. with an open mind, have a little sativa, and then just, and just ch- chill out to nice. one of the Daniels, like, best movies. Yes, yes. And your next movie, I saw a trailer for, but I hadn't seen it yet i think you put marcel with uh the shell with shoes on on this list yeah so i marcel the shell is kind of like it's an interesting a24 film it's another a24 film uh just like everything everywhere all at once Mm -hmm. everything everywhere all at once is just so in your face and like you you just want more and more of it and it's just like just because it's just like a thrill ride Marcel the Shell is more of like, it's just it, it's a chill out movie. It's a nice mm-hmm. palate cleanser. Oh, okay. after after Top Gun Maverick and everything ever all at once. That's just full throttle. Marcel mm-hmm. the Shell is just a nice palate cleanser about like finding finding your family and just I don't know. It's just it uh it was it's just so nice. Like it's a very nice simple film about Marcel the Shell that is lonely and trying to find like his family that was taken mm-hmm. away from him. So it's just like, there's not much really to say about it. So, <laughs> I mean, this is a, it's based on a series of shorts and by the same name, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's like a little anthropomorphic shell for people who are listening, who don't know what Marcel the shell is. If you look it up, you'll see it's like a little, it's like a little shell that lives with his grandmother. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd heard some interesting things about this movie. Is there any, is there any movie you can tell us about this, like comparison for this? Is there any other movies? Cause it could, it is kind of unique. Yeah. It's, I think what's, I find unique about it is that it, it, a cross between like animation and like a documentary. Mm-hmm. Cause like it, it basically kind of like follows like Marcel the shell, but like it uses a documentary format because uh, which I actually appreciate because this is kind of how documentaries should be told kind mm-hmm. of like pointing the camera at something and, and finding the story, uh, have the story find itself mm-hmm. and, instead of like these big Hulu documentaries where it focuses on a tragedy, which it, that's not how a documentary should be made. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. It's just, it's kind of hard to just, hard to compare it to anything because i haven't really seen it anything like it i guess uh you could just compare it to the shorts like if you if you i didn't watch the shorts 
I, I watched it after watching okay. watching yeah. watch the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you like, ever I think like they've had like over a million hits, right? Like on yeah. YouTube. Yeah. If you if you watch the shorts, then you know what you're getting into, like with this. So. Yeah. Yeah. And this, I think for this film as well, um, this wasn't a huge budgeted film. It's a, it's an, you know, it's animated characters living and interacting with our live action world. And so um, I think the film made, I mean, I was a little bit surprised that it made $4.2 million. Um, I wasn't surprised that it, that it made only four million dollars just because like this is also this is a film that has a very limited release i think it's like depending on because is this out uh, uh gonna be out this week yes uh-huh so i th- i think by i think about three weeks after this this episode will be released it's on mm-hmm. vod if oh, not okay. if it's not on vod already uh so it kind of had a really short theater theater run and it was only playing in new york and la in like three theaters so yeah yeah so it's one of those movies but i had seen a preview for it but then i just i never saw where it was i never saw it near me so that makes sense (laughs) now yeah that makes sense how many puff puffs are we giving marshall the show i I think it's to give it a nice uh two little puffs two little like, puffs like it's it's a very it's a nice simple film it's about marcel shell like it's just you're just chilling out with marcel okay. he's 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 alone and uh help him find his family I like, like, this. like some other movies <laughs> like other movies with you could cut that cars. part you could, you could cut that part out no you know, it's okay we're, we're gonna keep this in <laughs> <laughs> Now, one of the other films you had on your list, I am like, oh, I almost watched it last weekend. Um, The Gray Man. Yeah. Uh Uh-oh, (laughs) uh-oh. So there's there's a lot of people, especially on film Twitter Mm -hmm. or or just like critics in general that do not like The Gray Man. And... I, I I feel like I'm kind of in the minority on this one because I actually kind of had a great time with with the okay. new Rooster Brothers uh, directed um, directed film called The Gray Man. It's I don't know. It's just like I, I feel like ever since I watched The Gray Man and like all these Marvel movies that are coming out, you gotta <laughs> have a certain level of expectations of what you you're gonna be getting. You do. And, and like when I saw the poster for the Gray Man, I was just like, okay, Ryan Gosling. Then we got we, we got the Russo brothers on this, and then we got Arna de Armas. Uh, mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. like I really like all these people involved. And then just the way the poster looks, it's just like it doesn't want me to take it seriously at all. <laughs> it's like it's like it's this is basically holding holding me over for Fast X. And oh yes, oh and, yes. And boy, did it not disappoint just because this is, this is craziness, like on a whole nother, a whole nother level. Like Chris Evans, like is also in this film. He mm-hmm. probably plays one of my favorite villains of, of the year. Mm. He's, he, he, like everyone's so used to Chris Evans playing like Captain America and being, being the good guy. And it's right. so, it's so nice seeing him as like kind of a, just like 
this over over the top villain that's uh, mm-hmm. has like these cheesy lines coming out, and it's just like <laughs> I don't know. I had like I went in with the right expectations, just kind of like turned my brain off, and I I I walked away with a great uh, having a great time. But it looks good. I mean, I liked that I had seen Chris Evans. Um, his description for his part was like psychopathic former CIA agent. And I was like, yes, <laughs> I like that. I like how that's described. That sounds like a Chris Evans I want to see. And I'll watch Ryan Gosling in anything. I believe he was in Drive as well. And so he knows about family and cars. So I trust <laughs> Ryan Gosling. Um, there's I don't want to spoil the line too much from for because it's one of my favorite lines in the entire movie but if if you don't know like i like ryan gosling too but he's also in a movie he's also in barbie which is out next year (laughs) and let's let me just say that there's a moment in the gray man where they actually call call out about him being ken in barbie Oh, they give like a clap back. <laughs> yeah, the, I That's don't know funny. if it was intended, but I'm pretty sure it was. So there was a nice little clap back with, with Chris Evans' character. Very nice. <laughs> it's, very nice. It's it's really it's really wonderful. But... And this was a book, yeah. This the Gray Man was it a book first? I thought yeah. I heard. Yeah, I just figured that out today. To be honest, <laughs> I didn't even I... know it was a book. I just I just saw saw it on Netflix, and I was just like, you know what? I, I I'm relatively stoned right now. I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'm just gonna check it out. <laughs> I saw that it you know it had that limited theatrical release, and then it came out on Netflix the next day. Mm-hmm. And we know Netflix doesn't report theatrical grosses for its titles distribution. But the film made about $200,000 on its opening weekend. And so right now, Netflix has reported that it has been streamed for a total of 88.5 million hours over the first three days, which means about 44 million people saw it. So I I wonder if they made back their money on that, because supposedly it's the most the it's the highest budget Netflix film like ever. Yeah, at like two hundred, two hundred something million dollars, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. So far, no. So far, it's only made three hundred and fifty thousand dollars back, but it must not matter that much because you know it's the most watched film in eighty four countries, and uh, I heard after the film's debut weekend, a sink a sequel was already announced. Yeah, a spinoff sequel with Ryan Gosling. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh no! You got it. You know what? You got to get your money's worth. It's just like Ooh, a spin-off series is never good. <laughs> well, yeah, Hobbs and Shaw. Oh uh, god, why do you have to cut me right now? <laughs> Where's my vape? Uh, uh-uh. <laughs> it's so bad. It's so bad. It's bad. But is Ryan but... Ryan Gosling's going to be in the spin-off? Yeah, it, oh. I, I, Ryan Gosling's he's he's oh. a busy guy. He's a busy he guy. Is. I don't know. Maybe this is going to be like like a cipher, Charlie's <laughs> character, and just be in a box. I'm worried that Ryan Gosling is getting into that territory because I I I love Ryan Gosling. He's one of my favorite actors. I just his face, his face says everything, and so I'm worried that he's getting into the habit of getting into some movies that are going to tarnish 
some of the good work he's done. Well, he always have Barbie to fall back on. So, <laughs> <laughs> I to to be honest, that's my most anticipated film for twenty twenty three. I know <laughs> family is important, but you you know, yeah, talk about that. <laughs> yes, yes, I understand. So, how many puff puffs are you giving Gray Man then? Because this is just a good old action thriller gone wild. Uh, I think I'll just give it a single puff. Ooh! Like, <laughs> just, one but, puff! A, but a nice, but a like a Wait, nice puff. A just nice, kinda... me, okay. Like that kind of puff? Like a nice long yeah. puff? Okay, but just one still. Yeah, because you don't want to be too high for this one because you'll be a... <laughs> it's, it's, you'll be like, this is what? your warning? You'll be like, what? what's going on? I don't even know... <laughs> Is that what happened to you? You're like, no, I, from experience. <laughs> but no Give comment. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to. I would like just to add one more thing. On yes. To the gray man. Uh, yes. One more little factoid. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the reason why I probably like this film so much is that it's shot by the director of photography for pretty much all the Fast and the Furious movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So, you know what? It's just got to support my family. I know. I know. Maybe that's I'm, that's why he's into cars. It all comes back, see? Yeah. Uh, he's definitely <laughs> into cars because there is a s- action sequence in this that is uh, pretty spectacular. <laughs> nice. And I love that I know Ryan Gosling is a little bit of a geek. I know he likes Doctor Who. And so... Um, it's just anytime I can I can see the actors for like people and their little quirks. I love that he's like, yeah, I don't care. I I don't care. I like Doctor Who. <laughs> so um, I'm definitely gonna see this. This is gonna this is on my must see list this summer before Labor Day. I'm gonna see this now. You wanted to surprise me with your last film, so I actually don't know what your last pick is. What's your last pick? So my my last pick. It's actually. Call it recency bias because mm. I actually saw it before we started recording. <laughs> but I've been meaning to see this film. Like it, I think it's, it, I think it came out in January actually, and like limited release. And I was just, mm-hmm. I had, I was kind of against this film at, at at the beginning because like we were just getting out of COVID. I wasn't like I saw packed theaters for, mm-hmm. I saw packed theaters like, like for this film, and I wasn't re- ready to go back. But this film is actually on Netflix, and I finally just had an opportunity to just watch it. Okay. The film is RRR. Oh, no. (laughs) It's the three-hour Indian Indian (laughs) epic action drama. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, gosh. Oh, God. I saw this. I saw the poster for this. This film is the best film I've ever seen. What? (laughs) What lies <laughs> lies it's so over the top it's such a like uh, i'm still like i'm still in shock a little mm-hmm. bit mm-hmm. after seeing it obviously because it's it, like i said it's probably recency bias but yes. this film is so well shot it look it's insane it's so unhinged on so <laughs> many levels oh yes and like i probably when i i say this all the time like on my podcast the real lovers podcast uh i i I, that i like 90 minute films like Mm -hmm, 90 minute mm -hmm. films yes like 
just like I'm 32 years old. I don't have time for all these two and a half hour Marvel <laughs> movies anymore. But this film is three hours long, three yeah. hours and five minutes, and yeah. I was never bored. I was. Oh, never bored. okay. I I know that this was filmed. Um, extensively across india they were in the ukraine they were in bulgaria it looked it 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 looked a little bit too much for me like for me it looked like the dabs of movies i was like oh i gotta do that with someone i don't think i can (laughs) i don't think i can do triple r which is what i've been calling it um by myself it just didn't seem like a movie i should get amped up with for three hours by myself I'm actually kind of upset with you right now. You called it triple R, triple X. <laughs> no, they, like I, t- I told, I told people multiple times that, like, since I've seen this, it's been such a short time. But R R R is what Fast and Furious and Triple X oh. wishes it could be. Wow. So you're just calling it back. So you think it's better than Fast and Furious? It, the, the, yes. Wow. Especially these new current Fast and Furious. <laughs> Can we leave like the last four Fast and Furious out? The last two. I will say the last two. Okay, okay. <laughs> but yeah, this movie looks kind of nuts. I know it takes place in the 20s. It's like, it's a fictional story about two real life Indian revolutionaries though, right? Mm-hmm. It, I was actually kind of shocked that it was like a true story mm-hmm. and then i quickly read it like in the synopsis that it's like oh uh, obviously they didn't do all of these things <laughs> but i think that's probably what i appreciate about it the most is that it's it's almost like a love letter to these legendary heroes yes where it's yes. like it uh i don't know like obvious obviously like these two people were like really beloved and it's nice seeing like a film that's that people can celebrate yeah yeah i mean the director came across you know researching both of these people um the lives of rama raju and bajim and then connected these coincidences and was like what would happen if they met yeah (laughs) and i won't i don't want to spoil it (laughs) because i feel like the i feel like the best way to just take in this film is just mm-hmm. look at the poster and then just turn it on turn, just turn on turn on this film and just experience oh, yeah. it for what it is the poster is amazing but, and i will just add like one more thing about our is that mm-hmm. the the beginning action sequence no spoilers <laughs> okay I literally jumped up from my couch. Oh, wow. Okay, that's a good... Ooh, but it's three hours. But yeah, it looks ridiculous. Don't, don't be intimidated by the by the runtime at all. Mm, okay. Because <laughs> I, I wasn't looking at my watch once. And this I, is the, not an Irishman? No, no. no okay, no, okay. Hell no. Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> like, no. Yeah, uh... People, your listeners will be able to know exactly how I feel about the Irish. <laughs> but uh, this, this is a, it's it was such a delight. It's 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 such a beautiful film. The cinematography is absolutely insane, and the the choreography is actually really good too. Yeah, Just, like all like the the way they got like everyone like on the same page to make this movie. It's just I'm still in shock. 
So and this, take that for I mean, what it will. <laughs> it looked it looked interesting and it looked fun and I liked that I right now you know it's sitting at about 160 million dollars of what it's made. What are you giving this for puff puffs? How many puff puffs are you giving Triple R? I'll give it about five puffs. Oh, you need it through three movies. But five solid puffs. Wow. Like, and that just this movie is set up in like three in like in it it I I kind of wanted to see like this film like in theaters because I want to know if it kind of follows like the intermission structure because the way it's edited, it kind of like it has like title cards and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So. I would just take like a puff for every single time you you see one of the puffers. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. Now I know you're the movie guru, but there's some movies that my little stoner brain has been thinking about oh, watching this summer. So I have my own. I have just a couple. We're just gonna briefly talk about mine because they're not as exciting as yours. But the first one is Jennifer Lopez's Halftime. Now. I know that doesn't seem like a movie or a documentary worth watching, but this was about her performance at the Super Bowl halftime show and her film Hustlers. And I just feel like it's J-Lo's year. Like, Benifer's back together. Like, everything's coming up aces for her. And I think Halftime might be a good movie. Because, let's be honest, like, J-Lo, love you, but not a great actor. It, well, she's in Marry Me this year. Mm. Which I, I <laughs> contemplated putting on my list, but... I saw that. I saw that. <laughs> yeah. Just, I, but... Uh, Sorry, Jayla, I can't do that to you. But. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just thought this looked like a nice ode to J-Lo. Like, she is a hard-working woman. And I don't know. I, I follow her Instagram. I like some of her. I like some of the things she does. But I feel like she deserves this. So I, I would I would be watching this this summer out of respect for J-Lo. Because, like, this is Jenny from the block. And now, look at her. She got her own Netflix original documentary. That was, it was in, like, the Tribeca Film Festival. I've heard good things about this. I'm not the biggest J-Lo fan. But I... yeah. I'll I'll check it out just because I'm 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 curious about it and plus I, I like like I like documentaries so yeah, yeah yeah I'm not a huge J Lo fan either but you know you leave you leave the Bronx at 18 year years old to get out into the world and make a name for yourself and now like look at you like I love that I just love stories like that so this kind of feels like a feel good story um, that's also why I want to watch it it's 95 minutes. Um, that's that's easy. <laughs> sweet that's a sweet spot. Nice sweet that's spot. a sweet spot. Yep. It's also got Shakira and Ben Affleck talking in it. So uh, I might check that out if I can't find anything else to watch. The other thing I was curious about was Jerry and Marge go large. Have you seen the previews for this comedy drama film? I've I've heard good things. Mm-hmm. I think that's on Paramount Plus, right? It is. It is another Tribeca Film Festival movie. Um, this is from. I I think I don't know if it's true or not. Um, but it's a married couple who live in Michigan, and they 
are just you know blue collar americans and they find a loophole to exploit with the local michigan lottery and then they start gaming the system that's that's that sounds interesting like it's it's been on my queue like i have like i i think i still have paramount plus See, this is the problem with the, mm, all these mm-hmm. streaming services is that I forget when they're mm-hmm. when I'm subscribed to them and like that's what they want. Yeah, that's exactly what they fucking want. It, but I don't know. I, I think it's I think it's on my queue. I just haven't really gotten gotten around to it. It's just I don't will know. It, will it help you if I tell you that Brian Cranston is the lead? Okay, maybe when we're done recording, I might actually have to cue this one up. Yeah, so they take the money that they get, and then I think they try to like put it into the town that they live in. So it's I like it because like they have all this crazy money, and what they want to do is build their little town in Michigan up. So I'm interested to see this. Um, again, ninety six minutes here, not a huge commitment, and um, it's. I mean, it seems like it seems like a pretty easy to digest film. Um, so that's kind of why I want to watch it. Kind of like Marcel, the show. Yeah, just yeah. Super, just light and airy, just light and airy. So. Yeah, yeah. Metacritic seemed to like it uh, as well, like average. Uh, Metacritic doesn't like too much, but the the last film, and this is the one I've been waiting for. I I. I hope you want to see this too. I am there on opening day. Bullet Train. Brad Pitt's you know new. Yes. I'm so excited. Okay, sweet. I got my tickets for IMAX for nice, Bullet Train. Nice, nice, nice. And this is based on a Japanese novel called uh, Maria Beetle. And so I've I've read that. I'm super excited for this because it looks ridiculous i'm not expecting a lot i'm gonna be honest i'm not expecting this to like blow my socks off i'm just expecting stupid entertainment well it's from the director of john wick Mm-hmm. and you i believe that you told me off the record that you've been <laughs> watching some of the john wick films i am all cut up on the john wick films and i'm ready for the next one yes i i just have to ask since they're i don't know if they're i don't know if they're similar because i haven't read the bullet train book but Mm -hmm. uh what do you think of john wick i absolutely loved it until i didn't you made a comment earlier when you were talking about how you didn't check your watch or look at the time for how long the movies were i found myself in the last john wick movie being like okay guys you're dragging this action which isn't that great out so that was my only my only gripe was that it felt like it was about 30 minutes too long yeah i i could see that for for the final john wick film but all the so, other ones are, are perfection yeah yeah i liked i liked the other two but they definitely started to degrade so i'm hoping that they um they bring it back in this next movie that comes out next year right 2023 now yeah i think it's yeah it's 2023 okay but, okay but I, bullet train it like i i can't wait to see that on imax it's like whoo it's good of, I, i'm not the biggest fan of brad pitt really not, it, i feel like he's a little a lot of his movies he's he's kind of the same 
Mm -hmm. I'm probably going to get a lot of hate for that. He is getting a little bit of a, like, he's getting older. He's he's giving me a lot of, you're going to like them, I'm going to mention this actor, but kind of Tom Hanks vibes. (laughs) I don't know that he's giving me Tom Hanks vibe. I, I am curious why Brad Pitt thought he could do this. Because, um, you know, this is just going to be a bunch of assassins stuck on a bullet train trying to, you know, get through their objectives of whoever it is they're working for. And so I I was a little bit surprised that they didn't go with someone younger, that there wasn't someone younger in this role. I don't really see Brad Pitt as a assassin. Ryan Gosling, um, maybe? No, no. And, you know, there's been some controversy with this film because there's a lot of casting of several non-Asian actors, Brad Pitt, Joey King, all of this. They've been accused of whitewashing this this film because, like I said, it is from this Japanese novel. And so um, I know that that was that was kind of a thing that I was worried about with it. And again, I'm not expecting great things for this but i i just i don't know i'm not sure who i would want to see in this you know who i would believe in this um who they could have went with was the you know from harold and kumar um cho they could have went with him no that's a i haven't read i haven't read the book so i don't i can't really like make an like an accurate like like pick but mm-hmm. i would like to see more show and more things me too like i think he doesn't get enough credit and this could have been a good role for him and then they could have at least stuck with the theme and, and kept it to uh asian american actor and that would have been great but i'm i'm gonna watch it you know i'm probably gonna go see it um and i'll make my judgment then but um it's got some interesting people in it it's got sandra bullock in it as well um so I'm going to be there to see it. I'm curious Sandra to Bullock, see. Sandra Bullock's in it? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She's not in the trailer. Is she in the trailer? Uh, She might be in the trailer. I think she's on the poster. <sighs> see, that, <laughs> I might have to... <laughs> you, you just kind of... Mm. <laughs> I might have to refund my ticket. I'm not mm. the biggest fan of Sandra You're Bullock. like, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> and, sorry, uh, sorry, sorry for all... Sorry for all the Bullock fans, but... Oh, are there some? Are you listening? Get out of here, guys. Go. Leave. <laughs> wow. Uh, we're sorry. We're sorry. No, no we're not. Um, Brad Pitt performed 90% of the stunts for this film as well. Mm-hmm. So he's taking that Tom Cruise approach. Well, he he's not getting too old then, so I, maybe I should take that back. He's still him. old. He he's too old to be doing. Both of them are too old to be doing their own stunts. He's sixty. He's like fifty eight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he's on the good. He. I guess once you hit sixty, that's when that you're stride. Kind of just, yeah. That's but stride. so he's got two more years. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because it's so like, the, uh, like that's the age. It's the age because I. I like that I brought that up just because Indiana Jones, Harrison mm. Ford, he's like 80 something and he's doing oh Indiana my gosh. Jones live. Yeah, he's a little nuts. Like, Is I'm it- worried that one day his bones are just going to turn to dust when he's doing a, a stunt. He's just going to go poof because, like, he should not be doing stunts. Well, he got, like, injured. Mm-hmm. In- Plane. I know we're talking nope. about bullet train, but he got injured like multiple times, like yeah. on Indiana Jones Five. Yeah, and yeah, it's because he's too old to be doing his own stunts. 
Yeah, <laughs> that's why we need Shia LaBeouf to be the new Indian. Ah, no, God, no. <laughs> Don't speak that into existence. Don't you dare. No. Uh, you know, no. <laughs> just no. seeing the end of Indiana Jones 4 <laughs> where they pick up Shia oh, picks God. up. No, no. And Harrison Ford was just like, no, we no. can't. He's like, done, <laughs> done. And so, guys, since people are feeling, I guess, somewhat safer to go into theaters these days, and that's why Hollywood is hoping this season is going to be the return of the big summer movie. They're trying to get us out there. They're trying to get you to the theaters to watch stuff. And that's why we were so happy to share with you our 2022 summer's movies list. Um, it's a little all over the place. But I think these are going to be some films that y'all are really going to enjoy. What do you think, Marley? Yeah, it's they're definitely some. I know some on my list. I think RRR is pretty accessible. Mm-hmm. Like if as long as you go in with the right mindset, everything ever at once is probably one of the best films of the decade. Nice. And Top Gun Maverick, like I said, it's very uh, just it 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 suits everyone. Yeah, like everyone will be pleased. And then yes. Marcel the Shell is just a nice little palate cleanser. Yeah. About a su- shell finding his family with the help of Leslie Shaw, <laughs> which I <laughs> yeah. forgot to mention. Oh, is, oh, like, yes. Like the fact that Leslie Shaw is like in Marcel the Shell, like it, that's not a spoiler. She's in the trailer, but <laughs> I just like that it's such a simple story about like mm-hmm. Marcel and his grandmother lo- wanting to go in 60 minutes to find. <laughs> yeah hopefully hopefully some there's something for everyone on this list um and we're hoping that you guys will watch this if you see something let us know if you've seen some of these movies let us know but you know what i really want to know marley what do you want to know what's your munchie of the week okay so i actually since it's all uh, since it's a movie themed mm-hmm. and you talked about this is the first summer where people are coming back to the to the movie theater because it's like it's a full, first full summer season. I decided to just like what I like to munch on when I'm at the theater, and uh, I'm actually munching on uh, sour pu- sour punch straws. They're Ooh, the blue raspberry because yeah. because here's the thing, I I, I have a story with this. Well, okay. not really a story. Give it to us. I, I feel like. You can eat in a theater, and I think that's perfectly fine. But this is this is what I don't like about some of those dine-in theaters because a lot of the a lot of this stuff there's a lot of smells, and mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Al- and also so- sometimes there's like there's a lot of crunch. Yep. So when I'm eating at at a theater, I want my snacks to be quiet. Yes, me I don't, too. Like I I draw the line at popcorn. Yes. But sometimes people don't know how to eat popcorn. <laughs> because, so these are quiet. Yeah. Uh, especially, like, sp- I-, I heard someone bring this up about, like, when they were, when they saw The Quiet Place, mm-hmm. the, the, the John Krasinski film, like, they, like, the way they're eating popcorn, they're basically, like, s- sucking on the kernels. <laughs> and it went to, and it just became soggy because they didn't want to make, like, a lot of noise. Because that film's very quiet. Yes, but, yes. I just want that to be for all films. Like don't you want make it, it's across the board. Don't make a single sound and just like, like I don't know. It depends on the movie too because I would love to be in a, a theater with, uh, watching R R with like, 
a pack theater and everyone's just losing their money. Yes, but yes. This is room. a good. This is a good munchie. I love these. I've had the grape one. I've had the strawberry one. I really like these. I, I they come in little bites as well over at Target, and so uh, I've I've definitely jam with these things. So great munchie of the week pick. Mm-hmm. Now, Marley, you haven't played our last game before this is a new segment called would you rather and i'm gonna ask you one question and i'm gonna ask you to choose between two options and usually they're not good but i want you to choose between the two are you ready Uh, sure let's go (laughs) would you would you rather to only be able to watch sharknado for the rest of your life or never watch a movie again (laughs) So I actually like Sharknado. I think it's it's an instant classic. <laughs> so you're gonna watch oh, Sharknado forever? You... <sighs> That's the only movie you can watch from now on. That's it. Done. <laughs> I love movies so much. Wow. I have, I, I have to have at least some sort of like especially in the world that we're living in today. Uh-huh. We I I need some sort of escape. And Sharknado allows me to enjoy that escape and i still I, like i still love it and wow <laughs> even though it's as bad as it as it is like I, sharknado is still mm. one of the greater like films of all time and i gave you the original as well i didn't say like sharknado 3 because like that's yeah yeah not fair. Well, that's sharknado not fair. i thought they only made two no i think there's like four <laughs> They're so bad. So, they're so okay. awful. <laughs> they're so bad. Like all shark movies are are kind of bad. Yeah, but like Sharknado Stumbling. did it like spectacularly. What there's am I? Five. What? I'm sorry. Hold on. There's uh, no. There's six. <laughs> so one there's of my six. one of my mutuals on TikTok, uh, hugest mammoth films. Uh, everyone give her uh, give him a follow. Uh, she she did a video where she named off all all the uh all the shark movies mm-hmm. and i was amazed by just like there's like shark topulus oh yeah uh, sh- uh, sh- um sh- shark shark a lot like shock a lot i mean it's cuz it was shark week last week so you know like <sighs> Yeah, so Sharknado's your choice. I'm I'm definitely gonna go with not watch movies anymore. See, I can't do that because yeah. it's part of my brand. Yeah. Nope. I'll just be I'm review out. I'll be reviewing Sharknado for the rest of my life. <laughs> that is so so depressing, but also would be very funny as a TikTok channel. Just watching anyway. someone reviewing Sharknado for like ever. See, uh, <laughs> That's kind of reminds me of that Shia LaBeouf live stream. <laughs> oh, where he yeah. Watched... Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. Did, oh, did, did you tune into that? No, no, I don't. No, I knew about it. And I was like, no, boof, boof, you do this. <laughs> I watched him for like three hours. Because <laughs> <laughs> no. I, 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 I watched the live stream because I, I just wanted to, him to get to Transformers and see his see his reaction. <laughs> and then I just tuned out. After that. And that's it. You're like, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. 
Oh, well, Marley, thanks so much for being on the show. Had fun. I hope our stoner lights are going to check out some of these films that we've mentioned today and let us know what they think. Where can they find you on the web to check out some of your TikTok videos or hang out with you on Instagram or whatever it is you're doing? Where can they hang out with you? You can just follow me at Marley Loves Film. I'm that pretty much everywhere on Letterboxd, Instagram, TikTok. Twitch. I do a morning show on Twitch called The Real Lovers Morning Show mm-hmm. and uh, from 9am to 10am and mm-hmm. uh, just kind of, I just vibe and just have a good have a good time watching movies because that's nice. what people should do. So Nice, nice. And we're going to put the links to that for Marley Loves Film everywhere so you guys can go follow Marley, hang out with him in the morning. You know where you can find us. We are still over at www.stonedandsocial.com and as always on Instagram under the same name, send us your memes, your munchies, or any recommendations you have for episodes or anything else you want to hear from us. But otherwise, you guys know we'll be here same place, same time next week. Don't forget, namaste in the theaters. Bye, guys. See ya. Peace. See ya. RR is the best. <laughs> <laughs>